Welcome back to another episode of Market Leaders Podcast. I'm David Ackert, and today I'm here with Jill Weber, who's the Chief Marketing and Business Development Officer at Stinson Leonard Street. In her role, she has successfully initiated and implemented marketing and communications and BD for the firm, both currently and throughout its recent merger. She has a demonstrated ability to enhance client loyalty and expand business with client service initiatives, client conversations programs, face-to-face client interviews, She is also the current LMA president. Uh, Jill, great to have you with us in the program today. Thank you for including me. So let's start with a little bit about Stinson Leonard Street. Tell us about your firm. Well, Stinson Leonard Street is a super regional firm. We're focused in the Midwest, Mountain, and Southwest, and we have reached to Washington, D.C. We have 450 attorneys in 13 offices throughout a nine-state footprint. Fantastic. And how big is your department? So our marketing business development team has a staff of 18 in three offices. We're really organized around two core functional disciplines, um, and they're all part of the same department. One is business development, which is really focused on providing support to our practice divisions or what we call our go-to-market business units. People call them practice divisions or business units or practice groups. That's practice division at our firm, as well as industry groups. Um, that group is also responsible for coaching partners on their partner engagement plans, provides competitive intelligence, and also supports numerous RFPs and pitches. Then our marketing communications team is responsible for managing our website, handling all electronic commu- communications such as alerts and event invitations, um, handles and manages all of our events, manages public relations, creates collateral, which is increasingly obviously moving online, oversees social mm-hmm. media and advertising, and all other creative development. Very good. We're going to circle back to some of those elements, including your business development coaching. I know your firm uh, handles this in a uh, unique way, and you've had a lot of success to show in the way that you handle that. But I'm just curious to know, is mm-hmm. your team growing? Are there particular areas of the team that you're looking to bolster currently? So we are always on the lookout for great talent. Um, I think there are a lot of emerging areas within uh, legal marketing and business development. Certainly on the attorney coaching and business development front, the business development manager skills, I think, are evolving over time. And increasingly, the attorneys want that one-on-one coaching. I would say also on the Marcom side, we see an increase in marketing technology And that's something that uh, the Legal Marketing Association is very focused on. But we find that intersection of both IT and marketing and how we collaborate on effective marketing technology tools, which may be things like the website, which is facing to the clients, but also internal tools like um, CRM or um, our representative experience database, the ways that we can leverage and use information internally to be more informed about our clients. Very good. So when you are onboarding uh, people in these various roles and continuing to reinforce the key messages in your team, what kinds of advice do you find yourself disclosing that uh, you think is important for them to hear? That's a great question. Uh, I think a big piece of it is helping them see the big picture, which it's easy to say to someone, I want you to see the big picture, but that's really incumbent on the leaders within our team to help them with that. 
So it really takes time to explain how a specific tactic that perhaps, say, a coordinator is handling fits into the big picture of delivering a major RFP to a client, as one example. So we're really trying to involve everyone at every level in project kickoff meetings to help them see that big picture. We also created a strategic plan for our department where we really identified what were some key ways that we could be innovative in serving both our internal clients, the attorneys, as well as our external clients, um, and identified several initiatives that were mutually agreed upon by the team. And then for each initiative, we assigned a task force to implement it, and it was critical that that implementation team include members from both business development and MarCom functions, as well as different levels of experience, all the way from directors to coordinators. And I think collaborating on those task forces, looking at how do we enhance events? How do we make them um, more aligned with business development, for example? So it isn't just saying we've created this event and we've implemented it, but how does it fit with the practice divisions plan? How does it fit with an individual attorney business plan? How can we advise the attorneys on how to appropriately follow up and maintain contact, whether it be through LinkedIn or alerts? Having that kind of creative process and bringing everybody to the table, I think, really engages and is a great opportunity for learning. That's interesting. So you created a strategic plan for your department, and there were two different audiences being served as a function of this plan. Internally, obviously, those being the lawyers, and externally, that being the client base, and then different initiatives that align with each of the needs as you define them for those two audiences. Exactly. And was this done as an internal retreat, or how did you put together the plan, get buy-in, get everyone's input? So we uh, we collaborated. We, as I mentioned, we have people in three offices, and actually, the way we did it was through a series of video conference meetings, and then had smaller groups come together to put together what the plan would look like. One of the things that I think is really key on that piece is allowing people to be innovative and not putting the black hat on right away. And ultimately, some of the ideas that come forward, we may not be able to do all of them, whether it be budget or resource constraints. But some of them, you look at and think, "Aha! That is a really smart." Strategy. One example is we're creating a how-to catalog on key issues. So one example is um, biography updates. So I was listening to a great presentation by Deborah McMurray of Content Pilot at the Association of Legal Administrators Conference, where she was talking about how the first 140 characters in an attorney bio are the most important real estate. And so mm-hmm. that's one piece of information. And so when attorneys are saying, well, how can you help me with our, or what does the firm brand mean? We always say, well, don't forget about your brand. And people are looking at your bio all the time. And then we collect feedback from client interviews where a client says, well, I looked at an attorney's bio, but his or her bio didn't say hydroelectric power. And therefore, Mm -hmm. I know he or she's an energy lawyer, but I'm not going to hire him or her without that key term. We can help inform them because if their biographies are properly written and emphasize their great industry depth as well as their areas of specialization, that will improve their chance of getting more work, both from existing clients and prospective clients. That's one little small example of kind of taking this, well, how do we make attorney bios more interesting and working with the team on a more creative effort around that? You know, you touch on a really important distinction. It's so critical to make sure that the lawyers are viewing the way that they present themselves, not just from a descriptive perspective, like let me check the box of this bio describes my practice, but really a service-oriented one, like who is the audience, what are they looking for, and how do I make sure that I am speaking uh, to what they're looking for or listening for? So how do you help to shift your lawyers' mindsets around this to make sure Mm -hmm. that they really do have that business development orientation in the way that they do everything? 
So one of the ways that we've done that is something you alluded to at the beginning of our conversation, which is a program that we developed here at our firm we call Fast Forward. And Fast Forward is an integrated business development program that combines individual coaching, individual business plans, group educational sessions, and stretch revenue goals to grow return on investment. And we've um, implemented this two-year program. It's six times, and we've had participants in the program consistently outperform their peers and growing their businesses being part of the program. And one of the things that we really noticed is at the outset and in developing the business plans, uh, this program often targets par uh, partners who have been partners for 10 years or less, um, especially when they've just come out of be being an associate. They haven't yet focused on an industry, and they haven't really looked at a depth of specialty within their practice area. So often when they come to their first fast-forward meeting, to your point about how are they branding themselves, I will ask them to come prepared with a branding statement, and it'll typically be, I'm a general litigator, or I'm a general corporate attorney, or whatever it might be, and I've done this for all kinds of clients. And then as they start talking further, you recognize that they have certain clients that really are in a specific industry. And that light bulb comes on when you say, if you can focus on that industry and in a certain area really identify what the needs are you can carve a niche for yourself. And I watched a products liability lawyer in our last group really focus on a specific subset of the manufacturing industry um, where she was able to identify an industry association where we are the only major law firm that's part of it, where we're really partnering with that association to get information out to the members of the association. She went to her first industry conference and got a call from the president of a company that had attended it and said, I have your materials from your um, exhibit booth here in front of me, and I have this issue. Can you help me? It was really mm -hmm. astonishing because her skill set would apply in many industries, but she decided this was an industry she's passionate about. She decided to really educate herself, find the right association, and then put, you know, be very focused on that. And that resulted in a more focused business plan that had greater results and a better brand that she can communicate to clients and prospects. So clearly you're using coaching as a means to uh, have the right dialogues with your lawyers. And I know your fast forward program has uh, an impressive framework built around it. So it's not just reactive coaching. There's a whole curriculum to it. There's a real mission to it. And I understand you also track ROI to it. Can you speak a little bit to mm -hmm. how you how you measure that? Absolutely. So in Fast Forward, when we started this program, I felt very strongly at the outset that we needed outside coaches. I do believe that developing an individual business plan and leveraging an outside coach are two of the most important elements of this program. And working with those outside coaches, they, the attorneys in the program would have very measurable to-dos from month to month, but they had to tie it to a bigger picture revenue goal. So, And it was usually a stretch goal. So an attorney might say, oh, here's what I'm comfortable, and it might be a very low number. And I would come back and say, no, I think you should aim for quadruple the number you listed. And people would balk and say, I don't want that. And it wasn't the revenue for the sake of revenue. It was to give them a goal and something to work towards, because then it really helped them focus their thinking. And and uh, in our most recent group uh, that just completed, it was a two-year, as I mentioned, a two-year program, and they grew their practices 80% over a two-year period. And uh, the, when we look at our actual out-of-pocket expenses versus the ROI, it's a significant increase. Yeah, that's great. I think it's so smart to be able to tie that ROI back to the initiative and uh, do a little bit of math in terms of what did we, in fact, invest and, and what are we getting out of it? It makes it that much easier to make the case to leadership to continue doing it. And you've been doing this program for how many years now? 
We've been doing this program for 12 years. Wow. Well, there you go. That's a successful pilot. <laughs> hmm so I'm I'm really impressed by you, Jill. I always have been. You're so articulate. Um, you really uh, uh, you communicate yourself with such gravitas and leadership. And clearly, you're doing some really smart things at your firm and in the industry. President of LMA. I mean, you're making a huge contribution. But I'm curious to know where you go for innovation, inspiration. Where do you go to get ideas that are maybe outside the box for yourself? Uh, and perhaps um, off the beaten path a bit to uh, bring back to your team and bring back to your role as LMA president? Well, I would I would name two places. And number one will not be a surprise because uh, I serve as president of the Legal Marketing Association, and it is my number one source for innovation, inspiration, and market intelligence. It's really an honor to serve as the president this year, and it has been so critical to my career success. It's the access to the peers and service providers. I mean, having just come back from the LMA conference, and David, you were one of our service provider exhibitors there, and we thank you for being there. And, and it was an example in that whole exhibit hall. There were so many people with so many good ideas and so much information. Um, I gained so much. You could spend an entire day just walking around in there. Um, and then you go to a breakout session, and you hear this great idea, and you think, oh, I, I want to implement that back at my firm. I mean, there are things that I do today that I learned at past LMA conferences or people that I've met. I've, it's that peer group of networking, the people you touch upon. And I've had several emails come in since the conference. Hey, I didn't get a chance to ask you this, but could you share with me what, how have you handled this particular situation? Um, or even, you know, having access to people like Sally Schmidt, who was the first president of LMA and she's been someone I've worked, had the privilege of working with as one of our fast forward coaches for many years. And just knowing there's somebody like that who helped start this association and continues to be so committed and involved in it to this day. The second area, the second place I've gone for um, innovation then would be uh, to other organizations that are either partners like ILTA or ALA or representing our clients. I think there's a great emergence in organizations like CLOCK buying legal counsel, um, elements of the Association of Corporate Counsel, where those clients are really coming together and collectively helping to tell us what they need. And I find that incredibly beneficial. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. We have to make sure that we are um, keeping a finger on the pulse of the resources that are there for our lawyers. As you pointed out earlier, per your strategic plan, there are two audiences that we have to uh, make sure that we're cognizant of. Obviously, the lawyers are one, but the people to whom the lawyers are looking to pitch their legal services have their own organizations, their own um, dynamics, and their own uh, innovation and intelligence that we can glean from and, and uh, either modify and internalize at our own form, firms or at the very least be aware of so that we can guide our lawyers uh, in the right direction as they go to market. So I, mm-hmm. I appreciate what you're saying, and I think you're absolutely right. Both bring a significant value to the table. Well, Jill, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you and getting to know you a little bit better and uh, providing this forum so that others can get to know you better. Obviously, uh, many already know you through your history and through your current role at the Legal Marketing Association, but also good to hear what you're doing at at your firm's Stinson Leonard Street. And uh, I appreciate your time and, and look forward to our next interaction. Thank you, David.